As Saul watched David go out to fight the Philistine, he asked Abner, the commander of his army, Abner, whose son is this young man? I really don't know, Abner declared. Well, find out who he is. The king told him. As soon as David returned from killing Goliath, Abner brought him to Saul with the Philistine's head still in his hand. Tell me about your father, young man, Saul said. And David replied, His name is Jesse, and we live in Bethlehem. After David had finished talking with Saul, he met Jonathan, the king's son. There was an immediate bond between them, for Jonathan loved David. From that day on Saul kept David with him and wouldn't let him return home. And Jonathan made a solemn pact with David because he loved him as he loved himself. Jonathan sealed the pact by taking off his robe and giving it to David, together with his tunic, sword, bow, and belt. Whatever Saul asked David to do, David did it successfully. So, Saul made him a commander over the men of war, an appointment that was welcomed by the people and Saul's officers alike. New Living Translation Greater than one of the most beautiful qualities of true friendship is to understand it and to be understood. Greater than Greater than Seneca, 5 BCE to 1965 CE We may have numerous acquaintances, social media friends, friends we do activities with, family friends and cousin friends, and even some good close friends. However, there are few, maybe only one or two people, who are so close as to be your best friend in the kindred spirit. That person is the one whom you know always has your back, is the first person you call in the middle of the night in an emergency, and is the confidant you can say anything to, and they won't freak out about it. They will always shoot straight with you and are your biggest encourager and fan. There is nothing they would not do for you. I hope you have such a friend because they are rare gems. Such relationships typically begin by hitting it off well together. Usually, some event or particular place brings two people to a point of discovering they have such commonality of thinking and a commitment to living a certain way that their hearts are immediately drawn to each other. This is exactly what happened to Jonathan and David. Before Jonathan and David's friendship emerged, Jonathan, King Saul's son, took it upon himself to step up and step out in single-handedly taking on the Philistine army. Jonathan faced them with only his armor-bearer behind him, climbed a cliff to other side where the Philistines were, and attacked all by himself. One guy deliberately went against an entire army. While six hundred Israelite soldiers were hiding, too afraid to face the enemy, Jonathan took it upon himself to act. It was not a rash action but a decision of faith. Jonathan said to his young armor-bearer, Come on, let's go over to the fort of these uncircumcised men. Maybe the Lord will act on our behalf. After all, nothing can stop the Lord from saving, whether there are many soldiers or few. 1 Samuel 14 6, Seb. Jonathan passionately believed the Lord was with him and would achieve the victory. Indeed, God sent a panic throughout the Philistine camp when Jonathan acted. The result was a complete rout. David had his own act of faith with the Philistine giant, Goliath. While everyone in the Israelite camp was fearful of the larger-than-life enemy, David saw him through the eyes of faith, and stepped up to challenge someone twice his size. It just so happens, that on that day, Jonathan had a front-row seat to the entire event. It was immediately after David killed Goliath that Jonathan knew this was a guy with remarkably similar sensibilities. David possessed Jonathan's same passion for God, same zealous faith that takes enormous risk, same heart for God's people and God's name. They clicked, and became kindred spirits, as if knowing the one of them was to know the other. It was true friendship at its absolute best. Jonathan had David's back. 
there was nothing he would not do for him, and vice versa. So, he made a covenant with David. And it turned out to be a lasting commitment neither of them ever regretted. Jonathan did not make the covenant with David just to buddy up with a new popular person. No, Jonathan is a timeless example of one who was humbly unselfish. He gave up his robe and his weapons to David. This was a magnanimous gesture. Jonathan believed David was the next true king, so he gave his kingly objects to him. As the king's son, Jonathan stood in line to be the next king. In fact, everything we know about Jonathan informs us he would likely be a darn good king. Yet, Jonathan recognized David was a more worthy candidate than himself. So, he gave up his right to the throne and handed over his symbols of potential kingship. Jonathan delighted in David's success. He joyfully watched David become a great warrior and successful leader. Jonathan was always the first one to give David a pat on the back and do whatever was needed in supporting him. Jonathan didn't mind that David upped him on the battlefield and commanded ever larger numbers of soldiers. Jonathan could have pulled rank on David as the king's son, but he never did, because he honestly believed his friend was the real king. Greater than if Christ Jesus dwells in a person as his friend and noble leader, that person can endure all things, for Christ helps and strengthens us and never abandons us. He is a true friend. Greater than. Greater than Saint Teresa of Avila. In the New Testament, we see a person with the same spirit and devotion as Jonathan. John the Baptist was out in the wilderness being a literal wild man. And he gained quite a following. All kinds of people went out into the desert to be baptized by John and to be his disciples. Yet, John recognized that he himself was not the true king. Concerning Jesus, John said, This is the one I told you would come. He is greater than I am because he was alive before I was born. John 1:15, Sev. I am not the Messiah. I am the voice of one calling in the wilderness, make straight the way for the Lord. John 1 20, 23, NIV. Though his ministry follows mine, I'm not even worthy to be his slave and untie the straps of his sandal. John 1 27, NLT. I have seen and testified that this one is God's son. John 1 34, Seb. John never became jealous, envious, or concerned that his cousin Jesus was greater than himself. In fact, he celebrated it. I am so happy that he is here. He must become more and more important, and I must become less important. John 3 29-30, ERV. John was focused on God. He therefore was able to respond rightly and humbly to Jesus, the true King. Jonathan was focused on God, and so was able to respond rightly and humbly to David, the true King. Jesus is both King and friend. Jesus can be your kindred spirit, the one who always has your back. You can call, and He will be there. And we can delightfully watch Christ increase while we decrease. His success is our success. Divine friendship is possible. God's people can enjoy incredible unity because Jesus has gone before us, He has won the victory over sin, death, and hell on our behalf. By faith we step out and act with the knowledge God is with us. Jesus said, No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends, for all things that I heard from my Father I have made known to you. John 15 15, NKJV Above Wood Sculpture of Jonathan and David by Olin Bryant, 1927-2017